The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome back to Let's Talk But No Politics Okay. I'm your host, Andrew Lenz, and today's sponsor is British Knight Shoes. British Knights, what a great pair of shoes those are. Uh, just go check out at your local Foot Locker and grab yourself a fresh pair of British Knights. May I recommend a nice black and white color? Those are always the best, but make sure you go out and get British Knights and thank our sponsor for, I got to thank our sponsor for sponsoring us. British Knights. Uh, so let's get into today's topic. It is very simple. It's, I feel, the greatest football games of all time. And today, to talk about this, I'm not going to not gonna say it just yet, but today to talk about this, I have Mr. Ed Reuter from Sports Your Enthusiasm because I, I think you agree with me before we give the reveal that the Tecmo Bowls, Tecmo Super Bowl games are the greatest football games of all time. No doubt about it, man. When I, whenever I see those lists on Facebook, right, people throwing back old school games just in general, you know, forget the football genre, just old school games in general. Uh, this one immediately comes to mind. It's probably the game that I spent the most time playing as a kid, you know, unlike today where uh, you know, stream or any of these other services kind of record your amount of time you spend gaming. So you can see exactly how pathetic your life is <laughs> as a kid. I just had to estimate and I would have to imagine, uh, I sunk hundreds of hours into this bad boy. So, uh, it's one of my favorites all time. Yeah, it's definitely mine. I remember, uh, my dad buying us Tecmo bowl and we got this and it was amazing to me because John Elway's football sucked. And that was probably the closest thing we had. And then Tecmo Bowl came and I got to play as Dan Marino. And I know you're a Dolphins fan. I'm a Dolphins fan. And just launching the ball with Dan Marino constantly was amazing. And, and, and then Tecmo Super Bowl comes. And then you get the Marx Brothers and everybody else and it expands out. It's it, when I bought. When I, the first time I bought a retro game, the first game I went for was Tecmo Super Bowl. So that's where this ranks in my heart. Absolutely, man. Whenever I find some kind of an emulator or whenever I see some kind of a product that's coming out that advertises 50 games built into one, right? I, I always check for, for Tecmo Super Bowl being on there. It's just unbelievable. As a, as a Dolphins fan and as a football fan, as a kid, uh, Nothing was, I remember uh, Farrell Edmonds forever has a, a place in my heart. So Bills fans know now Tremaine Edmonds' father, uh, Farrell Edmonds was one of my favorite players because he was always open in he Tecmo was. Super Bowl. So <laughs> he was unstoppable, that guy. You know, the defenses would try to cover the Marks brothers and Farrell Edmonds led the league in touchdowns for me with, I think back then, you know, like 32 touchdowns is what he probably led the league with for me. But uh, what, what a fun time. Oh, it was, it was great. There was many fights between me and my brother during this because he's a Bills fan, so he took the Bills. And I don't know if you've ever known the, the little uh, defensive line trick. Or once well, the I, knew the, I knew the nose tackle. If you, yes. if you swing the nose tackle around the center, he's like unstoppable. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no, no. This is where you take – he would take Bruce Smith and he would okay. – there's no diagonal, but he would – put his thumb on, you know, either left or right or top and there and kind of like diagonal them. And the minute you hike, they hike the ball, you hit B and they dive. No kidding. Okay. That's what I didn't know. Yeah. So if you're under center, it's a sack every single time. He had 63 sacks with Bruce Smith. Unbelievable. That's awesome. Yeah. It was definitely like crazy. And the, my trick was always uh, the, sa- the same type of deal. I-, I had Jeff Cross with the Dolphins was my <laughs> with my nose tackle. And uh, as the ball is hiked, you're holding down and it like moves them like, you know, a couple of pixels down. And then you go directly to the right to attack and uh, you hit the dive button right after. And it, like you said, if they were under sender, it was almost unstoppable. And the cool thing about this trick was that it ate up almost every run to the inside as well. So yeah. It was a dominant defensive move, but like, like you said, it was always like 65 sacks led the league. 
and I'll tell you, that's one of my funniest stories about Tecmo Super Bowl. Is like as a little kid, you don't realize that those stats aren't realistic at all. <laughs> so when somebody <laughs> leads the league in touchdowns in real life with like 12, <laughs> I would be shocked and I'd be like, what? Like, you know, uh, Mark Duper had five in one game for me. What is that? You know, so uh, it's looking back on those games is just amazing. Yeah, I think I broke all of Marino's passing records because that's all I did is I took because you could do the playbooks. That was the that was the great thing when you when you're able to switch around all the playbooks, and it was like um, everything was shotgun. Everything okay. was shotgun for me. Everything was shotgun, and everything had to have a go route. If it wasn't a go route and a shotgun, I didn't want it in my arsenal with Marino because we would play. We would play a season every single year, even though it's the same season that loops, and we would keep re- keep records in a notebook. That's amazing. So everything that's exactly we, some type of shit that I would do. Absolutely. <laughs> so we we actually had, yeah, this is nuts that we did this, and it all started with this game. Is we had a record binder, we had a record notebook, and then we had a binder. So every time somebody won the Super Bowl, my brother would make a little you know, draw it out and we would have to name a Super Bowl MVP and then he put in the score and then he put the piece of paper in the binder and we'd find some like pro set card and cut it out and then <laughs> like staple it or glue it into onto the piece of paper. And then that way we had records of every single season that we played. That's incredible. That's, that's not far off from what my uh, shout out to my, my buddy, Joe, who this year, he, or excuse me, last year, his, his team won his, the, his fantasy league in baseball. So he purchased baseball cards for each of those and framed them in a, in a case. Uh, so he's got forever memorialized his championship winning baseball team. But uh, yeah, man, the old school, this is the old school. I love hearing what you were doing there. Just the old school, of, you know, yeah. gamers in general, writing stuff down in notebooks. Like that's such a lost art uh, nowadays because everything is tracked for you in these games. So there, there was something to keeping your own records and, you know, keeping track of, you know, moments and nostalgic things that happened. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, it was, that was, I think that was the most fun because I knew when I beat them, I knew I could get my guys in there and everything else and, that was just awesome just to be able to do that, but to have so much to put so much into this, like simple. I remember one time we even got bored. I think this was the best season we ever had and we got bored and we just simulated a season and we were like, let's just see what happens. So we just simulated a complete season and the saints and the Colts made it to the Super Bowl, And we were so like impressed because those are, not two very good teams in that game made it to right. the Super Bowl that we were like, we're counting the season as a Super Bowl season. And I remember thinking to myself as a kid going, there is no way that the Colts and the saints will ever play each other in a Super Bowl. And then it happened. It was, pretty, yeah. it was pretty impressive because I was doing it for the two point conversation. Uh, I was streaming it during the first like month of COVID I did a whole season and, you know, I'd spin a wheel to see what team I would get. And sometimes I got pretty bad teams. And then I got to the Super Bowl and it was the Raiders and the 49ers. And I'm like, so I put up a fan poll and everything else. Who do you want me to be? And everybody was like, oh, you're going to be the Raiders and be Bo Jackson. I was like, I want the 49ers. I don't want to be <laughs> as great as Bo is in the game. I don't want anything to do. the 49ers were just amazingly unstoppable i want jerry rice over the middle every five seconds out of the game that's what i wanted to do but they picked the raiders and i got blown off or got blown out like just straight live streaming this game i felt like <laughs> such an idiot <laughs> it's it really is amazing the the cultural phenomenon that this game was not only for uh, football fans but for for gamers too because mm-hmm. bo jackson you know whenever you go into like uh, you know, you'll hear lists or, you know, watch videos about some of the most overpowered video game characters of all time, or like quote unquote, the toughest bosses or things like that. You know, Bo Jackson always comes up and there's always those comical videos of a guy running up and down the field with Bo Jackson for an entire quarter, <laughs> running the clock out and then scoring a touchdown. Uh, he's just, uh, that game just helps solidify his legend. And I remember playing as him was just so much fun. 
I love the family guy where they're doing the whole thing and he's like, you can't be Bo Jackson, Peter. You can't be Bo Jackson. And he ends up being Bo Jackson. And he's like, you got to <laughs> switch. You got to switch Varys. You can't pick Varys. And I'm thinking to myself, this is, sounds like me playing with my friends and everything. You could just tell they had an appreciation. Like they actually played the game as well. It's 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 cool when you have those those little references when you can tell it was like not just somebody making topical references about it, but that they actually played and understood what it was like yeah. to to know the little ins and outs of the game. It's 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 so much so much uh, fun. It's it's crazy too because like uh, when I got it, I was like, I'm not just gonna play with one team. I'm gonna play try and play with multiple teams and and everything else. And I tried to do like uh, the chargers. I did a season with the chargers and that didn't work out too great. I did one with the bucks and surprisingly the Buccaneers are not that bad of a team in that game. Mark carrier, the, the Mark carrier, Vinny Testaverde connection really carried me through a lot of games, really carried me through a lot of games. I remember they had a, um, Reggie Cobb and uh, Gary yeah. Anderson, you know, that was one of the things that I really liked too about the game was that you could, for the first time that I could remember swap players in and out on offense. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the coolest thing ever, not to mention, you know, injuries and you had to go to your bench to put a guy in and yeah. uh, just such a cool feature for a game, you know, back in the early nineties, it's, it's incredible. And the great thing about it too, was like, it Madden, you know, when your players coming back, but in that game, when they get hurt, you're not sure until the next week. And then you're hoping you see that hospital scene and you see that guy start running and the little pixelated nurses waving at him as he's <laughs> running to the game. I mean, that's, that was probably one of the coolest things like you, like you said about it, where that you could just do all of that. And if you don't like a guy, you could change it out. I remember with the bills, I would never, I would never use Keith McKellar as the tight end. Every time I play with the bills, I'd put in Don Beebe as the tight end. Okay. Because I knew he was a little bit quicker and everything else. And the Bills are just absolute monsters in that game because of the time. But you could because you could put anybody anywhere. Uh, when I was playing with the Redskins, I made Ricky Sanders my running back because he was faster than Ernest Biner. And, and actually, I didn't even notice this until I got it the second time. If you go into the players to look at their stats, um, like their attributes, Okay. It tells you a physical condition. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was like, amazing. And that, and not only that, but the depth of it was absolutely incredible because I remember I had, I was playing a season with the bills and I had uh, Jamie Mueller was the, yeah. the, like the fullback or backup running back for Buffalo and Thurman Thomas went down and I noticed he was just pop, pop, pop trucking guys. If you remember that animation where you know, the guy would try to tackle you, but then he would just be like blown off the screen <laughs> when you break the tackle. And I remember thinking, wow, this Jamie Mueller, he's incredible. So I looked at his stats and he had a hundred in uh, power in running power. And I thought to myself, well, that's, that's weird. How does that happen? Uh, but I know that the game had fluctuating stats, which for me in 1991, like blew my yeah. mind as a kid that you, at some point, like when you start a new season with him, maybe he has only 82 in rushing power. And then at some point, once he's built up a little, it would go to a hundred. And that just, it melted my little brain when uh, I thought that was the coolest <laughs> thing on the planet that Jamie Mueller could get up to a hundred in rushing power. The, the other great thing about it too, is the pro bowl is that you could pick your own team. Essentially is you could go AFC. Like who do I want on my team for the AFC? I want all these guys. And I love that even offensive line. The, the was, level of uh, customization was just incredible. You were mentioning the playbook. You could just try different things. And there were so many plays that, you know, even, you know, Madden today can't pull off. Like some of the, the flea flickers and the end arounds. And, you know, they were all choreographed and they were all, you know, kind of staged. They were like set pieces. But it was still a whole hell of a lot of fun to, to watch all that transpire. And I remember like the Cardinals had a playbook that featured all of that stuff. So playing as them for the first time really sticks in my memory, too, as, as a lot of fun. But, Johnny uh, Johnson was incredible. a beast. Johnny Johnson Who, was a beast. Oh, yeah, he was. <laughs> he was a beast. He's a very underrated player. I You mentioned the cutscenes. I I remember showing my kids. I have uh, two sons, and we were playing it, and I'm like, this is Tecmo Super Bowl. This is better than Madden. This is the greatest game ever. And it was one of those passes where you throw it deep, and it's like the most over over dramatic cutscene ever. And you just see like the guy jump up and it's like, 
and you see like the paint and then you see the other guy jump up and they do like either they catch it and they come down like they're like spider-man or they do the stupid little hand thing where it's like <laughs> where they can't catch it i love those cutscenes so much oh absolutely amazing the the, the touchdown celebrations are incredible yes where, where quarterback you throw a touchdown he kind of whips his hand around that's amazing uh the running back slamming the ball down the receiver kind of running with the ball up in the air and kind of just spiking it behind him uh and i remember thinking like those were cool right but you know because in those games you score nine touchdowns a game but uh, I thought there were some other smaller ones that were really cool too, like a close play. They bring out the chain gang yes. and stuff like that for, for close. It's uh, the injury one was, was outstanding where they go limping off with the, with the training staff over their shoulders. You know, it's uh, it really a lot went into that game. I, I thought it, it it's something that even today, like uh, I play Madden with my kids, like I said, but this is something like when I play with them, I feel like this is way more simplified for him and a lot more fun. Um, My son is a huge Giants fan and he just destroys me now pretty much. If he's with the Giants, he pretty much kills me. Uh, And he kills me with Lawrence Taylor and the flea flicker with Stephen Baker. And when I got the interview, Stephen Baker, I made sure I, I let him know. I was like, you are absolutely unstoppable if you are wide open on that flea flicker, you are going to the house every single time. I'm, I'm so sick of getting burned by this flea flicker, but <clears throat> that was one of the things that he learned. Like he would run that play and I'm like, well, we're not doing this anymore. And then all of a sudden he started killing me with Otis Anderson and Dave Maggot and everything else. And it just was like amazing. Just that he could pick up this quicker than Madden which I mean, I could understand, but just that he would almost want to play that over Madden with all these older players and he could, and it helped them learn the older players as well. I love looking back and seeing like Mike Malarkey as like the tight end backup tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's another great thing. I'd love about going back to the game. Well, it was super interesting to go back and kind of think about a lot of the the guys that have come through that are now coaches that were <laughs> players in this game. And, you know, it kind of it's one of those, wow, I'm getting old moments when these were like heroes of my childhood that were in this game that have later now be, gone on to be coaches, whether it was, you know, Jim Harbaugh, Gary Kubiak, Frank Reich, uh, just a ton of these guys went on. And uh, you see some of these guys aging now that are like commentators, Boomer Esaias and Troy Aikman. And it's like, wow, I remember specifically, like, as a little kid, these were my heroes. These were young guys at one point. And uh, it just, it's uh, one of those uh, coming of age stories, I guess. I love it that it's like pre-Brett Favre, too, in Green Bay. Like, Green Bay has Sterling Sharp, and that is it. <laughs> Sterling Sharp and Don the Magic Man Mikowski. And that's, that it just goes to show you how old this game is, but how awesome it is that it has these guys. And it just is amazing. And then you got um, like other great, even like one hit wonders in a way, like we'd talk about Bo Jackson, Krishna Okoye with the, with the chiefs, who's just an absolute nightmare. Yes. Who's just an absolute monster, just running people over. And it, it just seems like each team, like they went through and they made sure that they just, accentuated each team's strength like to 100% of what they could do. And it, what it was what, really what I feel like it was really good at was um it highlighted the the difference between the the levels of the players uh, more yeah. so than sometimes even Madden does. Like Madden has tried to do that over the last couple of years if you notice with like if you're familiar with the game the superstars and the X factors yeah. and things like that. But the attributes the way they were built into this game it just set players apart. Uh, I remember one guy in particular is another one of those weird stories, but there's a guy, David Fulcher for the Bengals. He was like a safety and he could just every time you could not break this guy's tackle ever. Just as soon as he touched you, it was over. And uh, I remember thinking to myself, it was so cool because when the game came out, I just noticed that this, this guy just crushes everybody. You can't break a tackle ever. And he had a hundred hit power. Right. And then uh, I was watching one of those things that they used to do on the NFL highlight reels where it was like the top five hardest hitters in the game. And this was like a real, a real life thing, like on ESPN or, you know, ABC sports or whatever it was back when I was a kid. And they had David Fulcher listed as the hardest hitter. And I remember thinking to myself specifically about this guy. It's so cool that this is in the game that he's a hundred hitting power and like this unstoppable guy. And then he really is the hardest hitter 
in the NFL. So the way a game back then was able to put these attributes in to really set players apart was that, that was one of the coolest things that I, I liked about the game. Yeah. I mean, that, um, like, um, who is it? Wayne Haddock's for the box. Who's like the interception machine, like just <laughs> he engulfs everything. And, uh, I know I, we used to do a thing too, where you take the quarterback and you run it all the way back to like your goal line. <clears throat> Say you're on the 50 and you run them all the way back to the goal line. And then you would throw the ball just to see if you could throw a hundred yards and you can throw a hundred yards in that game. <laughs> so, so realistic and amazing. It's, uh, I mean, I'd, I'd give it about five or six more years before uh, actual players are able to do that. Seeing what some of the guys can do now, you know, see Mahomes throwing it, you know, 65 yards from one knee. So uh, I'd say we're still a few years away from the hundred yard bomb, but the guy like the game in that way too, it's before it's time, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, were you a, were you a punter or did you, were you constantly go for on fourth? Cause. Oh, so for me, I, I'm a stickler for the realism. So oh, okay. uh, I, I was a punter. I would punt as a kid. I still, I still do now in Madden. I know that's like, uh, you know, you see some of the tournaments, the Cardinal sin of, uh, do you just go for it every time or whatever? But, uh, no, I'm a, I'm a punter. I, I definitely keep it real. Like when I do, um, when I do seasons on Madden now or in the game back then, I tried to try to keep it real. So if you don't make it on third down, you punt like you would in real life. Okay. Cause I'm, I'm, <clears throat> excuse me. When it comes to the Tecmo Super Bowl, I am go for it on fourth, no matter what it is. <laughs> I don't blame I just you. Go for it. I go for it. I just go for it and I wing it and I, but Madden, I punt and I, okay. I do the coffin corner and my son hates that like 100% royally because I can, <laughs> thanks to Madden, like Oh five, I can get it on the two pretty much every time. But, nice. <clears throat> nice. Yeah. But, I know that, uh, I I'm not against some cheese plays though. Cause I had some plays that I knew worked just about every single time, unless it was a real disaster. It was a play I put in every single playbook for any team I played with. It was the all curls where everything was curl routes. So if I knew like, like you, like you said, I wanted to go all, all fly routes, taking everything to the house, every play, you know, the first two downs, I'm going deep every time. But then, uh, if I needed it, you know, like third and third and 10 or something curl routes, every time it always left somebody open. There was an open guy on one of the, you know, five curl routes. Cause the, the running back would go out all four receivers or three in a tight end. And uh, somebody was always open. So that I always felt that was kind of cheap, but no, I got there's, by. <laughs> there's, there's nothing cheap. There's nothing cheap in that game. I've, I've come to realize that uh, the play that always killed me was my brother. Like I said, always took the bills. It's the, uh, the Thurman Thomas draw play out of the shotgun. I hated that. And I hated the direct snap to Thurman because he would get me on that every single time and i could not stop it the one with any speedsters that killed me was the sweep to the outside was just brutal to stop because if you didn't angle that tackle correctly and your dive just the guy's just gone it's it's impossible yeah Um, but but can i talk about the place how incredible it was where if you so i think a was the running plays b's was the passing plays um i'm pretty sure it might have been the other way around but if you selected one right? And you selected yeah. a, then your team would be geared more towards the run. If you selected, cause you could like, as a defense, pick a play as well, but you would just yeah. kind of be mirroring and thinking what your opponent was going to do. So that was, by the way, uh, on a side note, the other thing, when you're playing with somebody live, um, you know, you oh, always the- wanted to hide your controller because if, <laughs> if you pick their play as a defense, you just absolutely blew the play up. <laughs> so I, uh, unstoppable defensive sack. If you guess, guess the right play. So yeah. uh, I love that about it. That's one of my favorite memories too. When you, when you needed a big stop from your defense and you picked the right play and you just blow them up, it felt, uh, felt amazing. This game created trust issues. I think so between, between friends, it definitely did. And I know like when I play, even if I play cards, even it comes down to Uno, I'm like hiding everything just because of this game. And I hate, I hate it when people look at your controller. <laughs> Cause like you said, this it was, was the y- first, first classic game where, where that started. Hey, don't look at the controller. You, <laughs> you like turn your back to your friend and like pick the play behind over your shoulder. Uh, it was incredible. There's a lot of fights. You're looking at my controller. No, I'm not. How did you know? I don't know. It's like, 
like motherfucker you pick that same play every single time <laughs> yeah. i own it it's not rocket science there's only eight on the screen <laughs> oh i couldn't oh that was there, oh there was a lot of fights i now i'm bringing it back to where there was a lot of fights between me and my brother that we would just go crazy over this game he would score something and i'd just start punching him and then he would start punching me and then my mom would be like i'm taking the nintendo and then we lose the nintendo and we we're like well why would we lose the nintendo because we're beating the crap out of each other over a game but <clears throat> i mean i love i just and i just loved everything like even today like just about this game is absolutely still i don't think it could lose any steam like it, it can be still relevant today in anything that they want to make now i mean because once again it was kind of like the first game with sound effects i remember the first football game i ever played like video game wise was like on an atari 2600 and that was absolutely horrible compared to this so i mean even if they wanted to bring this back this is something that i still think it could bring a nostalgia factor, but also could bring it back more into the casual fan that doesn't want to be able to study a defense or even have to try and go, Oh my goodness, he's, I got to read a defense where we got a single high safety where in this game, it's like, you are getting a three, four look every single play. We don't care if you run the four, three, you are playing the three, four, we will take your extra defensive tackle and he will just become the other middle linebacker. And that is one thing that I love, just the simplicity, 100% of this. And just learning everybody's name and, like you said, seeing everybody's attributes. And then, you know, having the QB fight, though, too. Who's the better QB? QB Bills, QB Browns, QB Eagles. That was awesome. Of course. Of course. That was my... My, also my first foray into into licensing and what that was all about of course i didn't understand that as a kid but uh yeah that was my first glimpse of the ugly corporate world was brought to me through uh through tecmo as well and talking about the you know the nostalgia factor and the sound effects and 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 the just the sound of the game in general my first game was 10 yard fight uh it oh. was a nintendo game uh that was uh, a lot of fun, but when you compare it to Tecmo, it was uh, it was absolutely nothing in the graphics or sound department. So, still to this day, anyone that's ever played Tecmo Super Bowl knows when you when you turn it on, you hear that little that little plink, and that yep. little rabbit comes up, and you see you Tecmo, <laughs> and then that little that amazing eight bit music kicks in where it shows like Lawrence Taylor making a sack, and it shows Barry Sanders, uh, you know, making some kind yeah. of a crazy Superman you know, Ninja Turtle type juke for some reason. <laughs> and then uh, I think it was like the, the Redskins offensive line. They show them looking all tough. And uh, in Lawrence my head, Taylor. Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's like sack. just standing over top of him. Yeah, it just looks like a maniac. And in my head, the craziest thing is that it was so realistic and so vibrant at the time. It stands out as though I was watching a video of Lawrence Taylor and you go back and see the graphics now yeah. as an adult. I'm like, wow, I can't believe like, it's amazing the imprint that it has on you when you're a kid and how vibrant and real it all looked. I, I say the same thing for action figures that I had as a kid that I really thought were that just looked different and more. I, I remember a greater level of detail than what was actually there. And uh, it's funny. It's funny how the brain you know, just fills in memories with uh, with your own creations in there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, because I mean, it just... I, I actually, when I was going, I wasn't going to do this podcast. I was going to do a sports podcast. And um, my friend, Reed, he does, uh, he actually did a couple of commercials music-wise for New Era. And I was asking him, I was like, hey, can you like mix music for me? And he was like, okay, well, what do you want? And I, and I was like, um, we'll do this. And then the only other like really fun song sports wise, I remember that you could kind of mix was NBC's the NBA when it was on NBC and it would do like that. And then I, he was like, Oh, that's kind of cheesy. And then I, then I sent him the opening scene to Tecmo Super Bowl, and he was like, Oh my goodness, that would be amazing. But then I decided not to do the sports uh, podcast and did this one. But I wanted that was like the next music that I thought of was just this would be so awesome 
to, you know, just mix this out and make it into something even more. And even, you know, we talk about the seasons and everything else, the playoff mode, the cutscenes of winning your division. How that I know as like a seven, eight, nine year old kid, when you saw your team lift up the coach and it's a division champs, you know, Miami Dolphins or whatever, that was such a great feeling. And you were like, yeah, I'm a division champ. And if you didn't make the division, if you weren't division champ, they show you the end standings at the end of the year. And then you would look to see if you made the wild card. And that was, that was one thing that I really, really loved about it. No, it's incredible. Like I said, for, for that time, what they could keep on that cartridge, uh, the amount of data and stats that were stored on there on a, on those little eight bit games that when they didn't work, you had to blow on them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's amazing uh, looking back on, on what they were able to do. Uh, and I, I still think that there's a lot of things like, you know, even though they were pre-selected plays and everything, but you know, create a playbook. I mean, that's, yeah. that's not bad enough, you know, like the little details that, you know, somehow don't find their way onto the very powerful PS4 and, you know, Xbox one systems. It's, it was quite a, quite a creative venture back there that they put together. Yeah. Cause I, I'm part of a Tecmo Super Bowl group on Facebook and there's like still this like huge following even with them and they do different challenges. So it would be, one was like all defense where you could only score using your defense. Okay. And, these and so, guys, that, so it's all off of like interceptions and things like that. So no yeah, the, offensive points counted or something like that. No offensive points counted. Like you okay. can't do anything offensively. It was all defense and I was going to do it. And I was like, there is no way I could do this. Uh, they would do like all backup challenge and one guy, all of his backups got injured and they were, he was like, what do I do? <laughs> it's just a screenshot. And he's like, what do I do? What do I do now? So, I mean, just to see that people are still playing it and following along and still keeping it alive is like amazing in my mind. Um, it, I think the, you know, I think the roster updates that people do are incredible. Oh. So that that's a lot of fun. So when you can, you know, you, it's this bizarre juxtaposition of the nostalgia of the game itself, along with the freshness of all the new players in there. So when you see like Patrick Mahomes on the chiefs, you know, throw into Tyreek Hill in Tecmo Super Bowl graphics, or, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson pumping his fist after he throws a touchdown in tech mobile. It's, it's an absolutely amazing feeling to, to see that. I, l- uh, I still love the, uh, the down set, the down set, set. Uh, uh, and, oh. it, and, and it will go too. If you don't press hike, it goes, it just, you could just see his head going and his head turns. And I played Joe Montana sports talk football. My, my friend before I got a Sega Genesis had a Sega Genesis and he was like, you got to play Joe Montana sports talk football. And I remember playing that and it's still, and this was 16 bit and it still wasn't as good as the 18 bit. Cause all that said was, unless you played with Joe Montana, there was really no talk. It was digitalized Pat Summerall going Montana back to pass Montana to throw. And I'd rather have just the pure downset, hot, 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 go back the the high speed music playing and you just try and throw the ball and no jukes. The only way you could juke anybody is you got to be able to rock your thumb on that D pad going up and down in a zigzag motion. And if you zigged and when you were supposed to zag, you were down, but that's, that was just such the beauty simplicity of this game that I miss when I play Madden. I think it, um, you were talking about this, the sound again. And uh, if you want to talk about how, you know, deeply this game reaches into my psyche, when, when cell phones first started offering like ringtones and different noises and things like that, I remember specifically one of the first things that I ever downloaded on a cell phone that had any kind of data plan or any way to access the internet was a, a soundboard for Tecmo Super Bowl. So when I would get a, a text or something like that, it would be noises from the game, which I thought at the time, was absolutely the coolest thing uh, ever. So I, I totally understand how those those sounds, it's yeah. something about the sounds that just immediately bring you back to those moments as a kid, whether it's the hut hut or that fast paced music that plays towards the end of a court, like just any of the things that, that bring you back are. 
the halftime shows. I'm just oh, thinking incredible. about stuff. the cheerleaders were the best. Are you kidding me? Those yeah. incredibly high def eight bit cheerleaders that were incredible. <laughs> the blimp and the the, the whole that? show. And then you got a you got a special one for the Super Bowl. It was like the Mighty Bomb Jacks, and they came together oh, and yeah. made one big Mighty Bomb Jack, and then they flew off. I mean, it was just I just feel like there was so much more creativity put into that game than pretty much what we get now. Like now we got full simulations pretty much of a football game, but it's not it it's it's fun, but it's not fun. It's not like this. It's not where you want to take uh, your, how do I even want to put this? It's not even like you want to, you, you do want to try different teams, but you're like, man, this team sucks. But you know that because that one team has a crappy offensive line, your running back's not going to go anywhere. But in Tecmo Super Bowl, you could take a crappy team like the Cardinals. We mentioned Johnny Johnson. And you can run for a hundred yards a game easily with Johnny Johnson constantly. But then in Madden, you could take another team and you could have a great offensive line and a, or a crappy offensive line and a good running back. And you're not going anywhere. You're maybe going to get 50 yards a game, <clears throat> but you're not getting what you're going to get anywhere else. I mean, it's, it's probably, like I said, it's, it's just my favorite. Like, I was just looking at it and it was the first game I went and I bought because I was like, I'm going to buy just some simple, you know, one of those retrons. I went to to Oogie Games. I bought a retron and then I said, do you have Tecmo Super Bowl? And they were like, yeah. And it was like $25. And I'm thinking to myself, $25 for this game. But then I was like, it is worth every penny that. And then some. And then some. Yes. 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 It's, it's just so great. So I remember I did something similar. It was funny how you talked about uh, trying to run for a hundred games with Johnny Johnson. One of the fun things that I ended up trying to do was just trying to see how much I could feed one player and blow up his stats. And it started accidentally. Cause one of the things that I like to do too, uh, I played a ton with the dolphins. Of course, I'd always just kind of go back to the dolphins, back to the dolphins. When I realized, okay, it gets kind of old throwing to, you know, Duper and Clayton a million times over. And I would just try out other teams. I remember one specifically was, was the Falcons and Chris Miller got hurt. So I had uh, Hugh Millen in there and Hugh Millen was no good. No, no bueno. So even <laughs> with Andre Risen out there, I couldn't get anything going. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to feed Mike Rosier until his legs fall off. So I ended up like just trying to, and it just be, it developed into this thing that I tried to do. Okay. I'm just going to feed one guy as much as I can to see how outrageously blown up his stats could be. And I'll tell you, it's amazing the uh, the things you can occupy yourself with uh, with a kid as a kid with a little bit of imagination because I for for days and days I I could do that and uh, never never lost its luster. <laughs> yeah, because you can't you can't do that today. This I I actually the games are a little bit like too good. You know, I'm putting yeah. up finger quotes. They're too good for that. Where they they're they're going to lock you down or prevent you from doing that. And I think the thing that you were talking about that strikes me is like you lose something with the the graphical enhancements. Mm-hmm. I think by necessity you kind of lose some of that fun factor because you can't you just can't simply do some of the things uh, with these incredible looking games nowadays. I mean, you look at a game like MLB The Show. It, yeah. it looks spectacular. It's and it's crisp and it's authentic and the stats come out amazing and it's absolutely one of my favorite games uh, series of all time. But you go back to like it doesn't have that fun factor of like RBI baseball where the guys were pixelated <laughs> and you could just swing and you guys would hit 61 home runs every year and it was just it was different. It was a different level of fun and simplicity that you just don't get. It's very hard for people that aren't avid gamers to get into these these products. And I think you have a very loud vocal minority that are loud and noisy on message boards mm-hmm. that uh, attack these game companies into doing certain things that do take away from that fun and do take away the nostalgia. And uh, it, it's tough for, for newer players. I can, I can only imagine you said you have a couple of kids playing now. I, I could totally see why they are drawn to Tecmo Super Bowl over today's Madden. You know, I, I could totally, the fun factor, it's just, it's just different. Yeah, because when I play, when we play Madden, my son takes the Ravens. So then he treats Lamar Jackson like 04 Michael Vick. Like everything's sure. just roll out <laughs> and run. Yeah. But when he play, I feel like he plays more 
like actually thinks when he plays Tecmo Super Bowl because sure. he he knows he knows the plays. He knows what each guy can do. He's actually beat. He's only beat me once. And that was, I like that you don't let him win. I appreciate that as as an old school guy. I can appreciate you not letting him win. No, I give, he gets the crappy controller. He gets the second player controller. That's how I run it with those kids. I got to keep them down. No, uh, no real cheat mode aside from the, the aforementioned Bo Jackson, which was obviously, uh, overwhelming besides that you you had to earn every w oh yeah <laughs> Tecmo, that's for sure but he played he played i was the saints i let him pick my team and he's like i want you to be the saints and i'm like oh i don't want to be the damn saints there's like nothing on there and then i was like okay well they got iron head we're gonna run the ball with iron head that's all i'm gonna do so i did that and then he started coming back on me and i'm like oh my goodness this isn't good because then he started doing the lawrence taylor whip him right around that tackle and I'm dead every single time. It was just horrible. <laughs> and then we yeah. did, um, that was the other thing that I loved about this too. It's coach mode. Cause sometimes as a kid, I thought it was cool that I could play the game, but I didn't want to play the game. So if I didn't want to play the actual game, I could just sit there and pick a play and then watch them go. And then go. I, okay. I thought that was a. I thought that was a really cool feature as a kid. Just that that was yeah. in there, and that that was an option, right? And uh, I also remember thinking to myself how cool it was in that same vein that I could play my game, and that all the other games were simulated, but you could still like look up their stats, and it had league leader. Even though I didn't play the game specifically, because you got to think like up to that point in my life, I had never played a game where, you know, if if you wanted to see results, you had to play the game and see the results, right? I mean it seemed in my brain fairly easy to comprehend. Yeah. You, you have to play to see what happened. So to see that, you know, I could play my game with the dolphins in week one and then the rest of the week gets simulated and I could see where my guys stacked up to the rest of the league that, that ended up being a really cool thing for me too. I wanted to see did and it kept team stats as well. So I wanted to see, could yeah. I have the very best offense in yards and the very best defense in yards as well. And if I was like first in one and third in the other, I'd really focus the next game on, my defense being really, really good. So it was a, it was a blast. I mean, just a, that, just so many memories that it brings back for me. With the Dolphins, I was always like first in offense, first in passing. And then like, I don't even, I can't even, there's like 32, what was there, 28 teams back then? I think some somewhere along the lines, yeah. yeah it might have been 28. 28 in like rushing offense because – it was who was because <laughs> Sammy Smith never got his. Yes, yeah, Sammy. <laughs> oh, I hate Sammy Smith. I get them mixed up sometimes because if you play the one on like Sega and Super Nintendo, then it's Mark Higgs. Yeah, and that, that I was think Higgs always... was actually in the game, but he was the backup to Sammy Smith. I think I could be wrong yeah. on that, but I'm, I was pretty sure. Yeah, because I that was one of the things that I did was I looked at a lot of the rosters before I started actually playing it again because i wanted to see who i wanted to remember the names (laughs) to see who is what and the funny thing about it is is like the cowboys are not that great of a team in that game but they're an okay team and if you play any other games they're like super good because of their super bowl run but i don't know i'm i'll ask you my opinion, it's the Bills and the 49ers. The Bills are the best team overall, are the best team in the AFC, and the 49ers are the best team in the NFC. I don't know if you feel the same way or... I mean, you're you're probably correct with uh, with that assessment. I would always say that the Dolphins are <laughs> the best team, and uh, you could you could win a hell of a lot of games with with Marino in there. Uh, but yeah, I would say, I mean, if you weren't if you weren't going the Raiders route who had a pretty good defense. I mean, they didn't have much around him, but I mean, if you went with Bo Jackson as a cheap ass cheater kid, um, then, you know, the Raiders (laughs) could be really tough, but I think you're right. Top to bottom, the rosters were probably the best for the bills and Niners. I think you could throw the giants in there because that defense had had like, you know, Carl Banks Banks. and Pepper Johnson and the linebackers and again, in a three, four were just absolutely unstoppable. They were, they were uh, monsters and, uh, yeah, Stephen Baker, the touchdown maker. I remember yes. that was where I first learned of his nickname because my dad, he didn't play a lot of games with me, but like every once in a while he'd pop in and, you know, see what I was doing or whatever. And I threw a touchdown to Stephen Baker 
And I remember thinking, because I, I hadn't heard that nickname as a little kid. He goes, oh, the touchdown maker. He's like, that's pretty cool. And I remember thinking, wow, Stephen Baker, the touchdown maker. I'm like, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. So that that's forever stuck in my brain too. Yeah, that's my, my brother told me that, is that he was the touchdown maker. And it like stuck into my head and everything else. And, and that's why when I, when I interviewed him, I actually kind of, I knew of his career. Like I knew he played for the Giants, but I, I I knew him more from like childhood just on the game alone is that. And that's how my, my son was a giants fan looks at him too. His two favorite players of all time are that he was like when Odell was actually with the giants was Odell Beckham and Steven Baker. And he was like, those are the two greatest wide receivers of all time in Giants history. And I'm like, we can't always base them on a video game. I'm not taking anything away from, not taking away anything from Stephen Baker because he was a he was an awesome guy and an awesome guest to come on the show. But I mean, that's where. And then that's how I learned another guy was Richmond Webb that I got to kind of talk to in the game, talk to another guy in that game, which was one of those moments where I'm like, I'm talking to a guy that was in a video game that I played constantly as a kid, which was awesome. And just for me, uh, Richmond Webb, I, that was one of the coolest interviews that I, I saw you pulled. Cause for me, that was a guy, uh, whenever I watched the dolphins game, they, they mentioned him every single game. So that name is stuck. In, I mean, just as it was just one of those guys, you know, back, they, they used to hype up offensive linemen. I feel like more than they do now. And I, I blame fantasy sports for that. Cause everything seems to revolve around, uh, you know, the offensive skill positions is all they talk about on these sports shows. And I think that what you miss is they also don't like showing the huge hits as much anymore. Th- mm-hmm. You know, um, thanks to some of the, you know, the, the brain and the, um, you know, the different, you know, the, the concussions and the, the things that they've had there, you know, I don't like to talk about that stuff too much, but yeah. uh, I think rightfully so they've kind of gotten away from that heavy hitting defense is making hi- highlight reels and things like that. But they don't really talk about offensive linemen as much as they used to either. And Richmond Webb is one that just stuck out as a Dolphins fan that, I mean, you couldn't go more than a few minutes without them showing Russell or uh, Richard Richmond Webb pancaking a guy. So it was, uh, <laughs> that, that was, a, that was really cool that you were able to speak with him. Oh my goodness. That was, that was crazy. I'll, I'll give you a little story, even though we'll, we'll go off topic here. So um, actually, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll give you the secret sauce after the show of how I did okay. that one. It'd cool, be better cool, if I cool. did that. Um, Perfect. But I mean, I think that's, I haven't really got too much else to say. I think we pretty much hit everything. It's just probably, I consider it the greatest football game of all time. When I did a, when I did my PodCon episode for 1991, I was doing um, two movies and a video game that meant to me something for my childhood from 1985 to 1995. Uh, and this was the first game that popped in my head for 1991. There was no other game that was going to beat it. This was the, this was the best game that came out in 1991, in my opinion, just because of what it meant to me as a kid in the fun factor and as a football fan growing up and being able to do all the different things that you could do. I think for me, what, what, you know, I'll end on with this topic is just how it, I think it was the first game that enhanced my fandom of the sport. Right. So, I mean, for me, having this game made the NFL even better because then when I watched a football game and back then, you know, every single football game wasn't on the air. So you'd only yeah. catch one or two games uh, a week. So if the bills happened to be playing the Bengals that week, I would see the Bengals. And if I saw, you know, Icky Woods do something cool, I'd want to go back and play as Icky Woods, right? And I could do that. So it, it had this uh, otherworldly connection at the time for me that uh, is so easy and, and taken for granted now, you know, uh, all the fantasy updates and you get this, you know, uh, immediate look into everything, the, the fast nature of social media and the internet yeah. is just entirely different than what you had as a kid. And like, that's, that's the key that I think people need to remember is that this was, this was pre-internet. So the only way you could figure out some of these things was just to, to play with it yourself and like finding these attributes and, you know, doing fun stuff with these different weird players that for some reason, the backup running back from the bills had a hundred hit power and things like, you know, it's just, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it really brought me closer to the game. And, uh, it, it really, I think it framed me as a football fan for the rest of my life. So yeah, I, I, a lot to thank this game for. 
Yeah, I think you framed it perfectly. It kind of made me into the football nerd history guy that I am today because of this, because I got to look at a depth chart. I didn't know what a depth chart was until this game came out. And I got to see everything, learn a guy's name, learn their position, uh, see what team they played for, and it just enhances everything. But thank you for coming on the show. Uh, you want to let anybody know, uh, sports your enthusiasm where they can catch it and everything else. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you for, thank you for offering. So on Facebook, we're sports your enthusiasm sports podcast on Twitter. It's at S Y E pod. And then the email get ready. It's, it's a, it's a mouthful sport, your enthusiasm podcast at gmail.com. So all, all of those places. And basically if you just, uh, you know, you Google us or you throw us in on Facebook, or if you, you find me, you'll you'll find it pretty easily. So I appreciate you having me on, man. It was a, it was a great time, not only talking to you, but this topic, I, we could go another three hours. So it's probably good that you're pulling the plug here. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming on and to all the listeners. Good morning. Good afternoon. And good night. We got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys. Here's the situation. Two minutes left. Zero timeouts. Down by a touchdown. We got to drive 75 yards. All right. We could do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready, set, mother Delay of game, offense.